Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Hey, hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody is staying safe. Crazy chaotic, huh? What a zoo. What a zoo the last few days have been. And just thought we'd add a little, little levity here on this Saturday evening. Normally wouldn't do this on a Saturday night, but I'm guessing you're probably cooped up at home by now, or at least you're not doing your normal evening function. So we thought, you know what, we just throw something cool and something different your way this Saturday night and talk about what the coronavirus has meant to sports. What I hope we've learned of what it's meant to sports and meant to all of us and how we react to all of that. I, I hope there are a variety of lessons that you can learn from this, that I can learn from this, that we all can learn from this. You know, what's interesting. You watch the humanity on display from athletes, whether it's Zion Williamson donating $100,000 to the arena workers in New Orleans uh, so they can have something to float on for the better part of the next three to four weeks, whether it's well, pick any athlete that's donated anything. How about the NBA players stepping up? I know football's out of season, not much going on. Baseball's out of season, not much going on. There are a lot of people that make a ton of money, a lot of athletes. Even Mark Cuban is an owner uh, stepping up and stepping forward, giving $100,000. Kevin Love giving $100,000 when it comes to this. Remember the next time you think to yourself, just shut up and play sports. Remember that. I hope there's any lesson learned. It's the humanity of athletes giving back here. couple owners have. One owner has. Again, Mark Cuban's done it. A lot of billionaires sitting on money. They don't want to donate. They don't want to give money for the arena workers. Fine. I did get a kick out of the Pelicans owner saying, hey, you know what? You know, when you think about it, we, we don't, we just pay rent there. <laughs> Zion Williamson doesn't pay rent there. Uh, but if you profit off uh, these individuals and they're working, I, I think it's fantastic what some of these athletes have done. And I think this goes to the point when I keep seeing people on my Twitter timeline, Facebook timeline, Instagram timeline, saying things that saying things such as, hey, man, just play sports. I miss my sports. Where's my sports, man? I need my sports. Okay. You need your sports. You want your sports. So many times. And... I've heard it in my 20-plus years of radio, 20-plus years in sports media. Without fans, man, they'd be nothing, man. Without fans, without fans, athletes wouldn't have anything. Do you see it's actually the other way around? Without athletes, we don't have anything? I hope if there's one underlying premise, sports-related, not life-related, but sports-related, that we can take away from this, that we can learn from this, it's that. It's that. Man, without fans, we they'd be nothing. No, without them, we wouldn't have anything. You remove the athletes from the equation, we don't have anything to watch. We need them more than they need us. Hope you learned that. Well, before we get cracking here on a variety of other things, I'm going to move this out of the way. I promised everybody that follows me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook that I was going to make you Star Wars Blue Milk. That's why I've got this on tonight. It's the closest thing I have looking to... Uh, Looking like I belong in Star Wars. I went to Disney last week with my mom and her husband, and it was kind of cool. We hung out there, had a good time, and they had Star Wars Blue Milk. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to show you how to make this. It's actually a cocktail, believe it or not. It is. It's a cocktail. You can make it into a cocktail. You can have it just as regular blue milk there, but they turned it into a cocktail. And I thought, hey, you know what? Why not? Let's do this. It's a little fun here. I'm going to be able to read some of your comments. I'm going to try to read some of your comments uh, as the best I can. 
boy, this, you know, as you learn how to do these things, it's, you know, because I've got the computer set up and the monitor set up. It's how to have quick access to what it is that you're doing. The We run our Twitter live off my phone and run uh, Facebook live off the laptop there. So I try to keep up to date as possible with your comments and everything that you're chiming in on. It's kind of tough because the screen doesn't refresh itself uh, from a distance. Okay, so I was going to teach you how to make this. I was going to show you how to make this. And that's what I'm going to do right now. All right. Very, very simple. I'll put the recipe up there later. Blender. Need a blender first. Okay. We're going to go with two cups of almond milk. Two cups of almond milk is where we're going to start. So I'll make this as simple. And look, if I can make this, anybody can make it. So there's two cups of... Now I'm making this for a pretty... For, for a large drink, okay? Obviously, you want to make it for more people, then you're going to have to double it. All right. Two cups of almond milk. Boom. About a quarter cup blueberries. Just regular blueberries. That simple. Again, making blue Star Wars milk for everybody involved. Okay, there we go. What's next? Well, what's next? You can put this in any order that you want to. We are going with two tablespoons sugar. I'm just going to... Come on, Seth, you genius. Not that hard. Get it done. All right, two tablespoons of sugar is a little low on that, so let's, there you go. Yeah, that's enough. That's enough. All right. Now what? I'm just going to throw six ice cubes in there. Why not? One, two, three, four. That sucks. Now this thing's coming together, isn't it? Now this thing's coming together. We've got a nice little package going on here. Let's go with a... Doo -doo 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 -doo. Just a little splash. A little splash. Pineapple juice. 100% pineapple juice. Ah, it's delicious. And the thing that gives you your blue coloring. Blue Sirocco syrup. It's not very much this. You'll turn it purple if you put too much in this, so... We'll go with just a little capful. Just a little capful. You can add blue food coloring if you want, but I think this gives it a little bit more of a, a fun little flair, if you will. Again, in case you're wondering what we're doing, I am making blue Star Wars milk for everybody. Why? Why not? All right. Now, mix this bad boy together. This is loud. You'll live. All right, we're getting there. We are getting there. Now the question is, what do you want to mix with it? See? Oh, blue milk. The neon lights kind of faded a little bit, but there you go. You got blue milk. Um, oh, my old buddy here, the white rum. In case you're wondering, we're not going to go overboard. Let's just go with Seth's liquid therapy. Let's go with... Oh, hold on. Half a shot. You can have it alcohol-free if you want. We're going to put some booze in it. I know, what a rebel, right? I'm just a rebel. Okay, so there we go. Now, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're like, what on earth is he doing? So I'll put the ingredients up there in a bit. All right. I'm going to add, just, just for the fun of it, just so you can get a little bit of a glimpse of it, I'm going to add a little more of this blue Sirocco syrup. Just a little bit more. And you look, you can do blue. I have blue food coloring in there that I added earlier, but the blue food coloring and the Sirocco syrup made it a little too blue. Ah, there we go. Let's see what we got here. Dun, dun, dun. 
pretty good. Pretty good. You look more like Bane than you look like. I do look like Bane, don't I? A little Dark Knight Rises for you. I gotta do the voice though, don't I? Perhaps he was wondering why you would shoot a man before throwing him off a plane. Little Bane, okay. Some Star Wars milk. I made a damn mess. There you go. Blue Star Wars melt. Man, that's good. So there you go. Next time you want to impress somebody, that's how you do it. That's pretty good. All right. I got a whole lot of it left. But again, I made that just for me. One person. You can make more. Knock yourself out. Okay. Yeah, this is a sports discussion. Don't worry. Um, you know, arenas closed down. Everything closed down. Everything shut down. It does. It talks. I, you know, that word is a lazy word to use, but it's kind of in a no man's land situation. We are. So what do we do with it? How do you make the best of it? Well, you know, I was sitting here thinking I try to have a little fun with this and try to do some fun things like, hey, you know what? America's on lockdown. America's sick. Mask over the Statue of Liberty. Who are the five greatest American men of all time? And I was going to do this daily series like, who are the five greatest American men of all time? Most important American men. Who are the five most important American women of all time? Who are the five? I got one day into the list. I had Henry Ford on the list. You know, the guy that's responsible for us having cars. And I had some guy on Twitter losing his mind. He was anti-Semitic and he didn't like Jewish people. He, he, I didn't say he was a good person. I said he was an important, great American. Do you have a car? Yeah. Well, guess what? You wouldn't drive a car if it weren't for Henry Ford. He's the one that made him affordable. He's the one that made him in mass production. He invented the assembly line. So I thought we'd have a little fun with that. Took one day. Everybody cooped up on Twitter. One day for somebody to, ah, I'm just throwing a fit about lists. We take George Wa Somebody wanted me to take George Washington off the list. He owned slaves. George you can't consider George Washington a great American. So, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. But nonetheless, that's why I thought I'd make the Star Wars milk for you guys. <laughs> Bring a little levity, a little happiness to you here on this Saturday night. I know people are cooped up and, and where do we go? And, and that that empty feeling, because this would be when we'd be determining, con you know, conference championships tonight. That would be the big one, right? Tonight would be the ACC, Big Ten, Selection Sunday tomorrow, and we're not going to get it. So it's weird. It's bizarre. It's strange. And it's okay that it feels weird. It's okay that it feels bizarre. It's okay that it feels strange. All those things are okay. Do I like it? No. But I think what you'll realize here with this, at least what I hope you realize, and I know I've realized it, and it's always been there. It's always been true. And that's the importance of athletes. That's the importance of athletes. We as fans get so upset and so enamored with, especially during like the kneeling during the national anthem, what the kneeling during the national anthem a couple years ago meant. Ah, uh, I don't want to see that. I'm, I don't want to. I don't. I go to sports for escape. I go to. I go to sports to get an escape. Yeah, you do. But without the athletes, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Get caught up way too much in our own self-value now are fans important you bet they're important paying salaries watching things consuming things but you have to have the product to consume before the consumer matters yes a consumer is very important for business whether it's mcdonald's whether it's home depot we've seen that the last few days whether it's aquafina whether it's any of these products right 
Dole pineapple juice. Captain Morgan. Yeah, you need consumers to buy them. But if Captain Morgan doesn't make rum, nobody makes rum, can't drink it, can you? Can't do it. You know, all of these things can stay afloat because of us, but they need to be made first so we can buy them and consume them. And that's what sports is. The importance of athletes, the goodwill of athletes. Are you, the fan, you wouldn't have anything without fans. Okay, you're going to kick in money to pay for these arena workers? Not going to do it, are you? No. And what's also, you know, there's two sides to that. What Zion Williamson's done, what Kevin Love has done, it's amazing and it's fantastic. But if somebody doesn't give money, I see shaming. Why aren't more people giving money for these arena workers? Oh my gosh. Somebody donates $100,000 and the immediate thought is, you gave hundred grand. You know what? Let me go shame somebody that hasn't done that. Oh, these billionaires and all of their money. How come they're not donating more money? And that, you know, you can play that game if you want to. You can get fired up about that if you want to. But boy, I choose to focus on the people that did do it. Thank them. And I, I hope you just realize, and I, I know that sometimes I'm a little bit guilty of forgetting this, just the impact that these strangers have on our lives in terms of what it is that we consume. The reality of the situation, fans. Oh, it's fan short for fanatic. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Fine, fantastic. But the fact remains, without them, we don't have anything to consume. We get mad at Hollywood, get mad at musicians. Who do they think they are? Who do they? Without them, we wouldn't have anything to consume. And I know it, it circles back around to the point that we want these people to be just like us. We do. We want people to behave and act and be just, be humble like me. Hmm. I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Why do I want my athletes to be just like me? I know me. I think I'm cool, but sometimes I'm pretty boring. Sometimes I am. I want my athletes to be what I'm not. I can be me. I can find me. I can record me all day long. So good for them. Good for them and the money that they've donated and all that, but I think this thing has taught us is the importance of them athletes we need them more than they need us it's true hallelujah so there's that on that front when everything's going to get started up again when everything's going to start rolling again i don't know i don't hopefully sooner rather than later but remember this void when you're watching a sporting event and it's tough to hone in on this because we forget so soon we do we forget so soon of what something means and what it's important you know there'll be a tragedy there'll be a hurricane a disaster and then somebody will come along and say this really puts things into perspective no if you're smart and you're intelligent everything is always in perspective if you're well-rounded everything is in perspective it usually is how valuable your friends are how important your family is your loved ones your children it's always in perspective if you're smart. If you need something to happen at a, at a, to a stranger or a tragedy to happen to put things in perspective, it's always there. I don't think we realize how lucky we are. I, I was sitting here thinking about this today with all the toilet paper that's been ganked or ganked, that's been hoarded. I, I, I did. I went to the grocery store today. Hold on. Brought to you by Star Wars milk. Star Wars blue milk. Boy, that, that coconut rum. Mm. Makes it perfect. I was shocked. I wouldn't say I was shocked. I was a little bit surprised of what was being consumed. I was a little bit surprised on what was being hoarded. I was. I was a little bit surprised. I was a little bit surprised that 
you know, not that toilet paper had been cleaned off the shelves. That didn't that that didn't necessarily shock me because what does surprise me is during a hurricane we don't hoard toilet paper, but we hoard a ton of water. With the thought process is, what if I lose water? Well, what if you lose water? But we don't hoard toilet paper. Wouldn't it start to make sense if you're going to buy milk and bread and water during hurricanes to start hoarding toilet paper too? Because you're going to have to duke somewhere. And we're going to drop a dookie in the woods, in the yard. What are you going to do at that point? We're hoarding all of these things. We're going to run out of this. Wouldn't toilet paper be high on that list? If you're going to. Anyway, so I was surprised. Toilet paper, aisle cleaned. Paper towel, aisle cleaned. I get it. The ramen noodle, aisle cleaned. Non perishables. Shocked. Shocked that laundry detergent and Tide pens and stain removers and carpet stain removers, that section was wiped out. Furniture polish, wiped out. Wiped out. Plenty of milk. Plenty of milk. Plenty of fruit. Plenty of vegetables. And I get maybe that a little bit. It's perishable, but those things you can eat. But I was walking up and down like ramen noodles and soup. It's funny. Everybody now all of a sudden is a settler, Right. I go back and drink soup and hit some soup by the campfire. You know, we're going to be out of power. I don't think we're going to lose power. <laughs> lose power? <laughs> no, you're just going to be inside for a while. It's no fun. It's quarantined. But, oh, my God, we would not do well. I was thinking back to, you know, World War II, the Great Depression, something my grandparents lived through, and my grandfather, both of my grandfathers, um, World War II vets. I was thinking about when we had to ration rubber and ration just different supplies and food. Can you imagine if we actually had to ration something in this country now? Oh my gosh! Just to me, it's uh, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, it's inconvenient, it's scary. But oh man, you ask Americans to give up anything? We don't know how to act. We, you know, politically, depending on the story. And depending on what's going on, I'll lean one way or the other. I'm like Chris Rock. There, it, it's, just, it's a funny line, and I use it. There's some things I'm very conservative on. There's some things I'm very liberal on. Crime, I'm very conservative. You break into somebody's house, and they whack you. They, 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 they shoot you with a, with a Glock. Good night. Don't be breaking into people's houses. I, I know, cruel, right? Very conservative on that. Some things I'm very liberal on. Very, very liberal on. Prostitution, marijuana usage. Go ahead. Regulate it and tax it. There's the conservative side, right? But there are a lot of people that call this thing a hoax, a liberal hoax to get the president. Was it? Everybody's overreacting. Well, if 4% of the population, there's a mortality rate for 4% of the population, it will kill 4%. That's what the numbers show us. 4%. Kills 4%. The flu killed, what, 0.4%? And I think this is just so interesting because you watch this unfold. Like, oh, the flu only killed, the flu killed 19,000 people. The coronavirus has only killed, you know, 280 people. Yeah, but the flu is an ongoing thing, right? We don't shut down arenas. We don't shut down sporting events. We don't close businesses at eight. What happens during flu season? It's Christmas. It's New Year's. Everybody goes out. Everybody's out and about in groups. That's why everybody gets sick. Everybody catches it. That's why everybody catches the flu. I had a stomach bug Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. No fun. Everybody else in the family got it too. I think I brought it with me from the plane back to Indiana when I was visiting my mom and my sisters. My dad. I gave it to everybody. I have no doubt about that. With this, you're quarantined. You're by yourself. You're just going to keep it close. 
That's that's why I just think it's so funny that all oh, the the flu does this and the flu is so bad, but the coronavirus only does this. Do you realize if you just went on your normal business, this thing would be everywhere in America. 330 million people would get it. Or close to it. 300 million people would get it. It's got a mortality rate. It's killing 4% of the population. Think about that number. If 300 million people get it, let's say it just kills 3%. Oh, Seth, it's 3.5. Fine. Knock yourself out there, buckaroo. 3.5%. It's going to kill 11 million people. If you don't do anything. If you just keep the status quo, we always keep the status quo with the flu. Nothing stops. Christmas comes, New Year's comes, everything continues during flu season. Continues. You go shopping, you go buy crap. It just continues. You go to work. It just continues. This doesn't. This is a shutdown. I am a little bit surprised how many individuals don't understand how sickness works. I got a call. I was talking to my sister a couple hours ago. I think it's absolutely hilarious. She... It gone to the grocery store because she and my brother-in-law needed to get some stuff uh, for the kiddos. For kids. She had a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And she had to go to the bathroom. She, she, the ba- she walked into the go to the bathroom, and there was a shopping cart out in front of the bathroom. And in that shopping cart was three loaves of bread, two things of hand sanitizer wipes, you know, the wipe, wipe downs, spray bleach, and... Uh, forget what the other thing that she said was in there. Maybe some soup, cans of soup. I think it's something like something perishable, non-perishable. And I think what was funny about it is she then says, she goes to the bathroom. She said she had to blow her nose, wash her hands, whatever. And the lady whose shopping cart that was didn't wash her hands. <laughs> she went to the bathroom. So you have this lady buying all these disinfectant wipes and all of these things in the bathroom. You know, it takes a leak, walks out, eh, push the cart around. I got all this. It's amazing how this works. Amazing how this works. I can tell you this. I did early vote today. Walked right in. Walked right in. Why? I'm trying to think and be smart about it. I even checked what the wait time was and all this. People are going to vote on Tuesday. It's going to be a massive group of people. I am healthy. I think I'm in pretty good shape. I'm healthy, but I don't trust other people. And that's what's interesting about this. Everybody's panicking. Everybody's freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. Everybody's panicking. Yeah, the people that are buying 60 rolls of toilet paper are freaking out. The people that are buying, you know, gobs and gobs of laundry detergent. I saw that story and I posted it on my social media. The New York Times, that guy that whore went around the country in Tennessee filling up U-Haul, filling up U-Haul with a bunch of hand sanitizer and a bunch of cleaning products. And now he can't sell them because different online retailers curbed what he could sell and what he couldn't sell because he was price gouging. I don't feel sorry for that numb nuts at all. None, none. Sorry, bro. Turd behavior puts you in a crappy situation. Like that? Turd behavior puts you in a crappy situation. No sympathy, bro. None. None. At all. So, there you go. Uh, Again, I'm sure you have stories. I know I have stories over the course of the last... You know, a few days, what we've seen, what what you learn about it is the people that are intelligent, the people that are smart, the people that I still see people posting things on social media. It's like, oh my gosh, guys, stop it. Stop it. I even saw this. I, I, I even saw this. I saw a couple of people. Oh, the school system's now closed for the next two weeks. What am I supposed to do with the kids? <laughs> I don't think I can grasp the gravity of this. If I told you. If I told you, out of the 100 people that you work with, three and a half are going to die if they show up for the next two weeks. Would you take that risk that you were one of the three and a half? Are you tough? 
It's the smart thing to do. It's amazing, even in something like this that should make you reflective and appreciative, it's amazing to me how selfish people still are. Look at the way people hoarded. Human being. Tommy Lee Jones said it. I'm going to use a quote from Men in Black. I never thought I would do this. A person is smart. Person. People are panicky creatures. That's what you've seen. It is. But nonetheless. Just want to hop on to the air on this Saturday evening and share some things with you. Again, the whole premise and circling back around sports, this thing, what it means, what we share, what we take away from it. Um, Lesson learned. Multiple lessons learned. But I think the value of what athletes mean to us, sports wouldn't be anything without fans. We're all still here. Kind of need the athletes more than you need the us. It's a true story. I watch sports to see exceptional people do exceptional things. That's why I watch sports. Now, if somebody I don't like, somebody I don't, I, I root against them. They're villains. I don't root against too many people. I'm like, oh, man, I just hope they get beat so you can shut up. I'm that way, too. You bet I am. I'm like you in that in that vein. I'm, I'm like you in that, in that feeling. But, man, the next time I hear somebody say, just shut up and play, just shut up and play, shut up and play, kind of puts that into perspective, doesn't it? Everybody gets mad at athletes, whoever they were for take Colin Kaepernick taking knee, all these guys taking a knee. We don't need you. Go away. And it was funny because you'd have 20 people, 30 people, 50, 100 NFL players taking a knee. I'd kick them off the team. I'd bench them. I wouldn't play them. I don't get these guys out of here. The last 48 hours have taught you anything. I hope it's how important in the sports spectrum, life overall, different different category, but in sports, how much more valuable athletes are than fans. Everybody have a wonderful Saturday night. Hey, in case you missed my Blue Star Wars milk recipe, I'm going to try to, in the bar, I'm going to always try to make you a drink. Think about it. Sometimes we'll just drink a beer. Hopefully I'll have a guest in here this week coming up here. Got a pretty cool announcement coming up. But I'll always try to make you a drink. I made you a Star Wars drink tonight, a Star Wars blue milk. In case you don't know or haven't ever had Star Wars blue milk, it's delicious. Rewind at the beginning of the video because I want to go through that again because it makes a little bit of a mess. Tell you the ingredients. Almond milk, some sugar, about six ice cubes, big ice cubes when it's all said and done. Quarter cup of blueberries. About an eighth. This can be overwhelming in a hurry. About an eighth of pineapple juice and blue sraco corn syrup. And a little kick. This is for the kiddos. That's what mom and dad. Captain Morgan, coconut white rum. Enjoy your Saturday night, everybody. This has been Harp on Sports, the bar. Take care, everybody.